Welcome to the Inspiration Show podcast with your host, Natalie Ledwell. If you'd like to tune into the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch all of the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Now today I'm addressing the information in the third chapter of my book and it's all about limiting beliefs. So far through the book we're in our happy place, we've figured out who we are, what we stand for and what we love to do and we've written out affirmations for the things that we really want to attract. So if you've been at this point before but something keeps holding you back from achieving your goals then this video is for you. So what is a limiting belief? Well, what it is is an internal and disputably incorrect belief that you have about certain situations. Now you hold these beliefs to be your truth so much that they sabotage your success. The crazy thing is that most times you are completely unaware that these beliefs or programs even exist. You see, more than likely, you form them in your subconscious mind when you're observing people's behavior around you when you were a very, very young age. Now, our subconscious mind is a database of all of our perceptions that can become part of our behavior through repetition. Now, the subconscious mind is actually running the show 95% of the time. Now, data-wise, the subconscious mind can handle 40 million bits of data per second but the conscious mind can only handle 40 bits of data per second. Now I've heard examples of people who uh, have been in traumatic situations like a car accident. When you ask them details about the accident, they find it very difficult to recall any um, specifics but, um, because they're through um, shock or stress or whatever, but put that same person under hypnosis and they can recall the most amazing details because their subconscious mind was absorbing it all in. Now, even though the subconscious mind is running the show most of the time, sometimes some of that programming actually does serve us. Like take, for example, driving a car. Now, initially, this is a very conscious activity. Now, you think about it. You're sitting there. You've got to remember about the steering wheel and the gear shift and the mirrors and the other cars and everything that's going on around you and the pedals. It's all happening. But um, have you ever recently been driving a car? You get to a set of traffic lights you realize you've been driving for about 10-15 minutes and you have no recollection of how you actually got there. That's because the subconscious mind is taken over driving the car. You see it's um, you, through repetition of driving, driving, driving all the time, it's now programmed in there into the subconscious mind. You know, another example of this is walking. You know, you see little babies and they're trying to walk and they're getting up and they're all wobbly and but as an adult, we just have to have the thought, I want to walk. And then through sub the subconscious mind and the programming, we just walk without even thinking about it. The thing is, most of our deep-seated programming, and most times it's so deep we don't even know it's there, comes from our childhood. Actually, it starts when we're still in the womb. You see, each of our emotions has a specific hormone and chemical makeup in the body. Even tears of joy and tears of sorrow have completely different chemical makeup. So uh, if a mother is feeling anxious or stressed, the emotional chemistry of stress crosses through to the placenta to the child. Now the same rules apply for joy or happiness or any other emotion. 
Now the fetus is also perceptive of the environmental factors around it as well. Like for example, if a baby's father speaks regularly to the baby through the mother's stomach, once the baby is born and the father speaks, the baby will recognize the father as soon as he does that. So that's how receptive we are as a fetus. But then we get to the ages between zero and two. And children in this um, age bracket are predominantly delta brainwave activity. Now I like to call this sponge mode. Here is where we pick up programming by observing the behavior of people around us. So people like our parents, our siblings, our teachers. Um, so we observe the behavior, but we don't respond to it. So for example, let's say as a, as a small child, um, we see a mother, your mother screams when she sees a spider and she freaks out and she's hitting it with a newspaper. Well then you just absorb that and go, okay, so note to self, that's how I respond when I see a spider. And then through repetition, that becomes your behavior. It's like we observe without judgment, but then we adopt these habits. And then through repetition, they become part of our normal behavior. So now we go forward and now we're looking at children between the ages of two and six. Now in this stage, uh, children are predominantly theta brainwave activity. Now this is what we call the imaginative state. And in adults, like I have mentioned before, this is, uh, we're normally in this state just as we're waking up or just as we're going to sleep. So when kids are at this age, let's say they're having a tea party. To them, they are having a tea party and they've got tea and they've got biscuits and, and everything. When they ride around the broom and say it's a horse, to them it is a horse because they're in such an imaginative state. Now what this means is that as a child, um, when they're in this level, in this age bracket, they're in a super state of learning. Um, and in the first six years of its life, this is particularly true. Now it's not a particularly conscious state, it's simply a state where children are downloading everything that they hear and they smell and they see and they develop programs and store them in the subconscious mind at this very young age. Now this explains why if you were a child and your mum said to you, it's okay darling, looks aren't everything, that you could have issues with self-image. Or if you heard your father say things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or rich people are criminals or, you know, rich people are bad and I'm sure that we've all heard things like that. That's if you've heard those things, then maybe you've had issues around money. You know, or maybe you were in a store once and you wanted a particular toy and you started to make a scene and your mother got cranky with you and said, don't do that, you don't deserve it. Now you have no filter. You just absorb that programming and, and internally you think, I don't deserve. Now the subconscious mind, it's like a CD play on repeat and it runs these programs consistently until you rewrite them. Now there is nothing in there to judge what is right or wrong or good or bad for you. They were just put there at a time in your life where you couldn't respond to them. You just observed behavior and filed them in there. So every time a particular situation arises that is in particular to that um, program, your subconscious play plays that program back again. It's, it's like a self-operating mechanism. So once you have it programmed in, it just keeps going over and over and over. So how do you know if you have a limiting belief? Well, I suppose if you look back and you reassess and have a look at past you know, times where you're striving for a specific goal, you know, have you sabotaged your success in the past? You know, can you identify regular negative responses to specific situations? You know, or maybe you're in a situation where you know, uh, a particular situation pushes your buttons or is a sore point for you and you get an emotional charge over it. You know, uh, it, maybe it's like a strong irrational viewpoint that you defend with your life. Well, that could just be some programming that you picked up from early years. 
Now, if you can identify with any of these things that I've just said, it's more than likely that you do have some internal beliefs that need to be released. And that's what we're going to do in the next video. So until then, I hope you enjoyed the um, content in the video today. I want you to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspiration Show podcast with Natalie Ledwell. Remember, if you'd like to check out the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch videos of all the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv.